On today's show, Auto becomes the first company to deliver beer with an autonomous truck. GM reports strong earnings in the third quarter. FCA? Not so much. And most pickup trucks fail the IIHS's headlight test. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily, the show for enthusiasts of the automotive industry. Bad news for executives at Hyundai. The company is dealing with falling market share in China and South Korea, plus slow demand in Russia and Brazil. Earlier this month, it settled a strike with workers, and analysts are predicting the company will report lower-than-expected third-quarter earnings tomorrow. Thanks to all of that, Reuters reports that 1,000 executives at 51 of Hyundai Group's companies are taking a 10% pay cut. Earlier this year, we told you about Auto, the autonomous truck company that was founded by former employees of Google's self-driving program. The startup was acquired by Uber just a few months ago, and now it's made its first delivery. Reuters reports that a driverless truck traveled about 120 miles from Fort Collins, Colorado to Colorado Springs, delivering 45,000 cans of Budweiser. Auto was even paid the going rate for the job, 470 bucks. There was a driver in the truck, but he only had to take over the wheel when the truck was driving on and off the highway ramp. You know, we're going to see more autonomous trucks in the future because they drive on predictable routes and because the trucking industry is having a hard time getting new drivers. General Motors and FCA reported their third quarter earnings, and let's start with GM because those earnings set a record for the company. GM sold 2.4 million vehicles in the last three months, up nearly 4%, though that increase came mainly from China. And that boosted its revenue to almost $43 billion, up more than 10%. That means GM sold a richer mix of vehicles with higher transaction prices. Its operating profit jumped a staggering 203% to $3 billion, and its net profit jumped by 104%, with $2.8 billion dropping to the bottom line. The reason for the big jump in profits is that a year ago, GM had to write off $1.4 billion due to its ignition switch recall. FCA also reported its third quarter earnings. It sold 1.1 million vehicles, a drop of 4%. Even so, revenues held steadily at nearly 27 billion euros. Its earnings before interest and taxes hit 1.3 billion euros, a jump of 496%, and its net income hit 606 million euros compared to a loss of 387 million euros last year. The big improvement in income is because last year FCA had to write off about a billion euros due to recalls. So here's our bottom line. GM put in an impressive performance. FCA, not so much. We'll be back with more right after this. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. And by Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. Consumer Reports just reported its reliability rankings. Lexus and Toyota earned the top two spots, then came Buick, followed by Audi and Kia. Tesla was on the list too, but not with the spectacular rating that CR first gave it. Last year, it was not recommended due to rattles, squeaks, and other issues with the Model S. The Model X wasn't recommended 
due to issues with its Falcon wing doors and 17-inch touchscreen. But the biggest eye-opener is FCA. Of the 29 brands in the survey, four of FCA's brands ranked last. Dodge, Chrysler, Fiat, and Ram. Jeep was the highest at number 23. Well, we all knew this was coming. Nearly every vehicle that has been put through the IIHS's new headlight test has been hit with a poor rating, and now it's the pickup's turn. A total of 11 trucks with 23 different headlight combinations were tested, and only the top-of-the-line Honda Ridgeline, with LED low beams and automatic high beam assist, earned a good rating. Certain trim levels of the GMC Sierra earned an acceptable rating, but surprisingly, the Silverado gets put in the poor category. Automakers better wake up to this problem. The IIHS has uncovered a real issue that needs to be fixed fast. Speaking of the Silverado, Chevy teamed up with Carhartt to make a concept for SEMA. Carhartt is known for their tough fabrics, and what better truck to pair that with than a Silverado HD with the all-new Duramax diesel. The truck gets unique badging and pinstriping on the outside, Carhartt fabric inserts on the inside, and even the tonneau cover is made from Carhartt's fabric. We really like what Chevy's done here, but maybe that money would be better spent coming up with good headlights. Coming up next, John will be here with You Said It. For the people at Dow, racing is a sport and a science. We enjoy one and learn from the other. But like most competitive people, we like winning at both. This is the human element at work. Dow. Here's my favorite part of the show where we get to look at some of your feedback. Lisk notes that if or when autonomous cars become the norm, will there be a need for high-performance versions of cars? Will you need an AMG C63 if your car is going to fall in line with the rest? You know, I think that regular cars that real people drive are going to be around for a long time to come. There's a misperception out there that autonomy will only work when all cars are autonomous? Not so. Autonomous and non-autonomous cars can happily coexist together. M360 says, Buick is an impressive brand now, but does anyone remember Pontiac? Don't you think Pontiac could have done the same thing as Buick if given the chance? Nope. Buick only survived because of massive sales in China. Take them away and Buick would have gone the way of Pontiac. Daniel Bush says, I sure hope that Volkswagen's all-new luxury sedan will have a diesel option. Well, don't hold your breath, Daniel. All VW wants to talk about these days are the 30 electric cars it claims it's going to come out with. At VW these days, diesel is a dirty word. XA351 GT makes a very interesting point. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but without the 300, won't that leave only the Pacifica as a Chrysler? The 200's on the way out, now the 300. Why even continue the Chrysler badge at this point on a minivan? Dodge will only have two cars, so outside of Fiat's no one wants, there will be only two passenger cars in the entire Chrysler Dodge Jeep lineup. Sounds like a bad joke. You know, you hit the nail on the head. I'm very concerned that FCA is starving the Chrysler and Dodge brands in a desperate attempt to revive Alfa Romeo. Kind of reminds me of how Ford starved the Lincoln and Mercury brands in its ill-fated attempt to revive Jaguar, Land Rover, Volvo, and Aston Martin. Wine Geek follows up on the same theme. What's wrong at FCA? 
Sergio seems to be dedicated to making the company totally reliant on Jeep and trucks. What happens to the company when the next shoe falls? Perhaps Sergio wants to strip the company down to the bare bones so it will be easier to sell. Look, Sergio wants to make FCA as profitable as possible, and that means getting rid of most of their passenger cars, or at least the passenger cars designed and developed in Auburn Hills, with the exception of the Charger and Challenger. The money-losing passenger cars coming out of Fiat seem to be immune from this strategy. At least that's the way I see it. And I want to thank you for all your letters and comments. They help make this show what it is. And with that, we come to the end of today's report. Thanks for watching, and please join us again tomorrow.